Okay. Is this okay. it? Are we live? I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody's hearing us. But... All right. Uh, I think well, we're live. Yeah. I mean, maybe someone is. Maybe the people at NSA are listening to us. Yeah. I asked my mom. <laughs> That's kind of sad. <laughs> I know, but so, uh, you know, let's hope the audience grows beyond my mom. So. Yeah. So, um, what is this, Michael? What are we doing here? So, we are trying to record a, a podcast, I guess, uh, the audio thing. Uh, you know, podcasts are hot, are hot and we love to chat about stuff. So, yeah. uh, I think that was the idea because we like to chat about stuff. We like to listen to guys from ATP. Like, big shout out to John. Uh, Marco and who's the last who's the last guy? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, so thanks guys uh, for the inspiration and just we like to listen to them. We like to listen to um, other guys and we like to chat. So it's a perfect excuse, right? Yeah, I mean we are big fan of podcasts and and like it's 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 just fun to listen to other people. Uh, you know, just just chat about stuff. So we thought it might be an interesting experiment to do the same thing and. Uh, we don't know yet if it is going to be interesting for you to listen to it, but uh, we thought that we might try and maybe it will be something interesting. So before everybody just, you know, stops. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we uh, like we'll just, creep, just give us, a, you know, <laughs> the benefit of a doubt. And <laughs> exactly. let's, let's, just, let's just say, uh, you know, who we are and why we uh, want to chat about the stuff we want to chat about. Uh, so we both work uh, at, uh, at Nosby. Uh, which is a time and project management application. So we are crazy about productivity, just one thing. Yep. And we and because Nosby works on all the platforms, so we have apps for all the platforms. We like the platforms. Like we have, <laughs> we like our Macs, we like our iPads, we like our our iPhones, and now we both have Apple Watches. So we both uh, we <laughs> like these too. Well, technically, you have your wife's Apple Watch, and I have your Apple Watch. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So as long as my wife, you know, doesn't take my watch from—I mean, her watch from my wrist—I will not take your, your my watch from your wrist. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. But so so we will talk about that as well. And so productivity, you know, um, the the the, the gadgets technology, but also you know business because you know Nosby is a eight-year-old business, eight-year young business. Um, and maybe it's not a startup anymore, but it's a still a software as a service, so popular SaaS business. Yep. So there are things to be discussed here as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Nosby, we're a small company. We're like um, 17 people, I think, something like that. And But, but we're not a startup. Uh, we are kind of a real business. Uh, we're, we're not the VC-backed kind of thing. We we really actually want to make something useful for people, a tool that makes them more productive. And, you know, hopefully it's useful enough that they want to pay for it, right? Exactly. So, you know, uh, you know we are 100% funded by our customers. Exactly. <laughs> right? exactly. Not by VCs. So that's the, that's the thing. And, uh, and, you know, eight years in business, you know, it's been, it's been a great ride. So we've, we've learned a lot and, and that's why um, we are still, you know, and it's exciting because of the new gadgets, because of the new situation, because of the new trends. So we would like to talk about these too, because, you know, the people are, you know, switching from desktop to mobile to the wrist and, you know, <laughs> exactly. to the glasses. No, 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 <laughs> no, but, you know. no, not glasses. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think we, we told our listeners our names, so uh, yeah. you are Michael, and I think everyone knows, but you're the CEO, you're the founder of Nosby, which you mentioned before, 
Uh, my name is Radek, and I've been with Nasby for like three years almost, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, and um, yeah, I um, I'm a software writer. I I help create Nasby. I take care of iOS and Mac and the watch, the Apple Watch now, and we also have some side projects, right? Exactly. So. Um... Originally, uh, actually, we started working together because you worked, helped us uh, do the Proactive magazine. Because, as 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 I'm the productivity guy, you know, uh, with Nosby, I am also crazy about productivity, and I've been doing the Proactive magazine, a magazine in PDF, uh, a free magazine. And um, actually, when we started working together, you converted my PDF magazine to an iPhone, iPad, and Android app. Exactly. So, so this is, I mean. This was a few years ago, actually. Now, like almost like two years or so, and it started with the Project Magazine. Uh, like I helped make a mobile digital app for this magazine, but later we kind of figured out that it might be an interesting thing for others to also create their own magazines like that. So we are now working on making it in, into a platform, uh, a product. We call it Remag, and we'll surely talk about this another time. Exactly. So in the in the future episodes, we'll also uh, sh- surely talk about Remag. Uh, but yeah, this was the idea to to because uh, I just liked how easy it is right now for us to publish a proactive magazine, and I thought you know uh, it would be great. I mean, we thought that it would be great to to give it to to bloggers and you know help 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 just bloggers, not just big media companies, to have their apps. So I mean, this was the the clue, and you know we'll see we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, we just started this. Uh, um, I mean, giving it publicly to, to people, and let's see, let's see how this side business goes. Yeah, yeah. And you also have uh, uh, speaking about productivity. You also have um, a, a very cool productivity app for the Mac. Yes, I do. And this is actually how we met and how I ended up at Nosby. So yep. I made a simple kind of app for the Mac, just for myself, really. It's called Tadam. It's on the Mac App Store, and it's a simple productivity tool. It's it's a hopefully well-designed, useful timer for Pomodoro Technique. So it's not a big thing, but I just made it to help myself work better. And because Michael is a blogger and he writes about productivity, I thought that it might be interesting to... Like, I decided to email him because maybe he's, you know, he'll be interested in it, maybe tweet about it or something. And he did, and it didn't make a difference. But it also happened that Nosby was at the time looking for some help with the Mac platform, and I was there at the right moment, at the right time. Exactly. So, um, uh, <laughs> we ended up <laughs> uh, hiring you, and, and and now you're part of the team. So it's a it's a it's a cool story. Because um, so to everyone out there, you know, if there is. Um, I mean, if you have some ideas and you want to contact somebody, you know, just the, the email still works, you know, people start, some, I mean, not not as much as they used to, but people still check email and very often, you know, they, they can be really amazing results when you email somebody about something, you know, and um, this is why, for example, people uh, keep asking me, how do I get interviews with really, really great guys for the Proactive Magazine? You know, how do I know Seth Godin personally, or yeah. Jason Fried? And you know, just I just email them and tell them I want to interview them for the magazine, and very often they say yes. Or maybe they, sometimes they need more convincing, but in the <laughs> end they say yes, and we get to know each other, and it's uh, it's amazing. So that was the same thing. You just emailed me, and uh, not only did, you, did did I did I get your app, but I I also tweeted about it and and, and helped you promote it. But most importantly, we started working together. So I think you know, yeah, it's good. 
And this is an interesting kind of thing for you to say that email still works because, I mean, we'll get to it in the future episodes, but in many ways, we don't really like email, right? I mean, we don't want people to collaborate via email because it doesn't work very well. We think using something like Nosby is much better. And we also, like, uh, in terms of, like, to help bloggers promote their content, uh, newsletters still work, but we think they're kind of hard you know, to kind of convince someone to give them their email address, which is one of the reasons why we made Remag. But we'll get to that later. Exactly, but that's the thing. For example, in our in our company, uh, so Nosby is a remote company. Um, everybody works from home. So I always get this, this question, um, so where are you based? Well, well, you know, uh, we are based in Poland. I mean, in Poland is our, you know, our main um, uh, kind of, you know, official office. Uh, yeah, but but uh, but uh, but we don't you know go there. We have we, everybody works from home. Yeah, and then the, then the person is like, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, but where are you based? <laughs> so like they don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So like we all work from home, and um, and there is I mean on the official address there's nobody there. So if you nope. go and knock on the door, you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And and that's why, for example, uh, you know about the email. I mean, I we, I use email. We have a ban on email actually within the company. Nobody emails <laughs> anybody. We we communicate through tasks through Nosby. We'll talk about it later. But I only use email for the external world. That's yep. why, for example, email for me has a second priority. So I always first get to the communication within the company, and then later I go to check email because email is not that important to me because I don't get crucial information through email. I get you know. The external world communicates with me through email, but not my world of Nosby, my world of where I work. Exactly. And I think before we begin with our main topic, I think the last thing which we can tell about ourselves is that um, we write a little bit. I mean, you're a blogger, you write on your own site, slowinski.com, and you write for the Nosby blog, and you write a little bit sometimes for Private Magazine, and you interview, interview people there. Um, have I missed one of the blogs you write on? Yeah, yeah. I also uh, I'm also the co-author of the uh, iPad only book, so I also sometimes write for the iPad only uh, book blog as well. Yeah, I'm the side guy who works mostly on his iPad, so so this well. And and you are right now the the Swift guru because there is this new language. We'll talk about it uh, in the terms of WWDC, but there is this new language Apple introduced last year, Swift, and uh, and you and it was introduced last year and you already have 5 years experience, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually funny. I have this t-shirt right now. It says, "Yes, I do have 5 years of Swift experience." Which is kind of an, an a joke in in a software development um, kind of world where 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 com- you know corporations would we would try to find someone, like find an employee and, and have in requirements, uh, you know, say eight years of experience with a technology that doesn't exist for this long. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you still write about, about uh, I mean, and in your blog about, on, on radex.io, you, you yeah. blog about Swift and your articles are being picked up by, by, um, by, by major, you know, sites about Swift and about, you know, uh, there. So, and you also um, were a speaker on one of the Swift conferences. So you yeah. really, you really embraced the new language and, and you're using it. And uh, that's why we will be talking about Swift uh, also today. Yeah, yeah. Though, you know, uh, just to be clear, my blogging career is like one post every two or three months. So I love writing, but I'm not that good at it yet. Which I, I guess is, is kind of one of the reasons that we wanted to make this podcast. Because 
you know, talking about stuff is just so much easier than writing about it. And I think we both have some things to, to say and, and share with the world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I vlog more often than, than you do. <laughs> I'm more consistent in this sense. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but but that's the thing, you know, we wanted to, to be able to discuss these things, to discuss things that are interesting for, for us and hopefully are interesting for you and especially give our, you know, talk a little bit about about what you know what we think is the is the future in in, in all, on all these terms so in technology in, in productivity in working remotely which is which we think is a big thing yeah. um, uh, coming up so in all these aspects uh, you know uh, and publishing so in all these aspects that, that that are right now interesting to us we think there are you know major things coming up and we want to be commentate commentators on this and share our tips and tricks because we've already developed lots of them Exactly. So this brings us, I think, to our main topic for today, which is WWDC. So uh, we are recording this on Wednesday, June 10th, 2015. And just two days ago, Apple had its uh, worldwide developer conference. So it's mostly for like uh, 5,000 nerds, people like myself, who write uh, iOS and Mac apps. Uh, but also on the first day, they have their own keynote with, where they uh, introduce new products, mostly software. So um, just two days ago, Apple uh, showed us a preview of iOS 9 and macOS 10 El Capitan and watchOS 2. And we thought it might be interesting to talk about this and, and like, what do we think about this? Yeah, so we will not, you know, be diving into code or stuff like that. But no. but 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 the keynote is really important because the keynote of WWDC, which is Worldwide Developers Conference, which is is um, the keynote sets tone for the for the rest of the industry, and then from there all the major changes, you know, will 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 show up. That's why we want to bring this up. So even if you know you're not a programmer or uh, there, there there are just so many things affecting, you know, the industry, the business, and and more things. So um, so I think there are lots of topics. To be covered there. So, and of course, uh, when when there is the, the keynote like this of Apple, and they live stream the keynote, we are there watching it, and you know, taking notes and and and, and commenting live on Twitter and 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 Slack. So, like, so we've been, you know, we've been really excited about it. You know, I I'm a father of two girls, and I just had to, you know, tell my wife, okay, at 7 p.m., which is 7 p.m. in in, in Central European time when the keynote starts, I'm like, I'm I'm out. Right now, I'm going to focus on, on watching the keynote. So, you know, take the children, whatever. I mean, I have to. It's really important. So. You've got to have priorities in life. Exactly. I mean, I love my kids <laughs> and stuff, but, but really, this is, this is, this is really, a, a, you know, it really sets the tone for the rest of the, of the, of the, of the year and of, of the industry. I mean, it's, it's a big thing. So, you know, let's, let's start with, with some topics from there. Yeah. Um, okay. So where do we want to start? So Apple is this, you know, small company that doesn't influence anybody apart from the fact that they reinvent, reinvented the phone, reinvented everything. So um, I would start. I would start uh, with, uh, with the with the with with what, what was actually on the on the on the last part, which was the Watch OS. So yes. we have the Apple Watches right now on our wrist, and uh, it's hard to say the Apple Watch is a, is a game changer in the same way that other, uh, you know iPhone was, for example. But on the other hand, once you start using an Apple Watch, it's hard to take it out. It's hard to take it off. It's it's hard not to keep using it, right? I mean, how do you feel about it? Well, I've only had my well, I've only had your Apple Watch for <laughs> for a week, so uh, I'm not, you know, hundred percent sold on it yet. Uh, but I, I do enjoy it, and 
there is a lot of opportunity for third-party developers like ourselves to make it a much more useful device. So, for example, like uh, I'm using I'm I'm, I'm using uh, uh, iMessage, you know, like for example, WeChat through iMessage. Yep. I'm using also WhatsApp, which is the you know a different messaging platform. And um, WhatsApp is cross-platform, so it also it's, it works on Android. That's why uh, WhatsApp is really useful when you have you know members of your family or your friends who don't have Apple devices. And uh, uh, and of course, I use Nosby. So, for example, these three things, and uh, and WhatsApp doesn't have a watch app. Which is you know it's it's hard it's hard, you know it's 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 strange because it's a, you know it's a really big um, company and really you know they 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 belong to Facebook but they they haven't done anything on the watch, which is so annoying already. I mean I'm using my watch I mean my wife's watch, um, uh, for the uh, I mean <clears throat> I'm using it uh, for the last you know I've been using it for the last two weeks, and you know when I get a WhatsApp. I just can dismiss the, the, the information. I, I see to get not the notification, but I, I just can dismiss it. That's all I can do. But when I get a task from Nosby, I can actually see the task. I can respond to the task. I can actually uh, make, it a make, make a task complete from Nosby directly from my watch. So it's really, really useful. And the same with, with iMessage, because um, even dictation works pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, as you can hear, we don't have really perfect American accents, but it actually, actually works in both Polish and English, which is really funny. So really Siri recognizes the languages and you can really dictate a, a message. So uh, in my case, for example, I'm already annoyed at WhatsApp that I cannot reply to WhatsApps on the phone. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on the watch directly. And, you know, and I've been using this for the last two weeks, so I shouldn't be annoyed, but it's just... It already changed the way I interact with people. So I, so when I get a new message, I first check the watch. Then I check the, the phone because the phone is usually in my pocket. Exactly. So, so, so the watch, you know, it's, it's kind of different from like an iPhone. You know, you're, you're not going to play with it for more than like 10 seconds maybe. Right? I mean, it, it's, it's just uncomfortable to hold up your wrist that long. And you probably always have a phone or another more powerful device near you. But still, there are like contexts where if you can make something very immediate, then it makes sense to be on the watch. So for example, um, iMessage is a, is a good example because you can, you can, even if you don't want to reply, you can see immediately that something is happening. And, in, and, and most of the time, you can reply by dictation. So it would be great for other people, for other apps to, uh, to make use of it. So for example, I, you, know, you mentioned WhatsApp. Another example is Facebook Messenger. I use it with some of my friends. And again, I see uh, the message, but I can reply to it. And they could, like, so from, the, from day one that Apple Watch has been on the market, there have been some apps for the watch, but they've been very limited. So for example, you couldn't have a dictation reply directly from the notification, which was really annoying. And now in WatchOS 2, which is going to be um, uh, released in the fall, you can. And there is a lot more that you can do. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that's, why, that's why the Watch OS 2, so the, the new version of Watch, Watch OS, which is funny, I mean, they, they are releasing a new Watch 
operating system, you know, six weeks after after they released the watch. Yeah. So so it's really it's really. I mean, they're announcing it. They are not releasing it uh, per se, but they are announcing it. So it's really amazing, and 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 the progress there is is, is really fast. So I and 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 I'm I'm actually you know pretty annoyed at these companies like Facebook and I mean they, they should be you know there already I mean they have the resources to be there I don't know I mean they want to come with the splash I don't know but they could have been there I mean Nosby which is a you know as we mentioned it's a small company we have uh, you know we have just one iOS iOS developer yeah you know? <laughs> and, and it's not even full time I don't work on the iOS or, or the watch app full time exactly right? and we still have a watch app which is very useful already and makes you more productive on the go with the wrist so anyway, for me, the watch is like a remote control for my phone, and and I like this remote control. I like how how it works. I even you know um, I had the situation when my phone was was dying on me because I was after a big workout and it was already you know the battery was almost dead. So I just plugged it in. I plugged my uh, phone to charge, and I was still moving around the house, and the connection didn't drop. The Bluetooth connection didn't drop, or maybe it was I think it was amplified by the Wi-Fi. I'm not sure how it works, but anyway, the connection didn't didn't break. And I could actually phone my wife from the watch directly and talk to like my wrist, like a Spectre gadget or something, which was really cool. And and I knew that you know if anything comes to my phone, I get notification on my watch, so I'm not going to lose anything. So I can really leave the watch. I'm sorry, leave the phone behind charging, and just walk with the watch. So it was really cool. Right. So the I guess the the two most interesting useful things as for watchOS two is. Uh, like one of them is complications. So complications are those little bits of data that you see on your watch face next to the time. So those are really small. It, it, it's like a snippet of the calendar, the temperature, your activity rings, the time of the sunset, time in another time zone, right? And and but the problem is that people are interested in much more than that. It just depends on the person, but. So what you just like in watchOS one, uh, you can just use you can only use what's built in. But in watchOS two, other uh, you know third party apps such as Nosby can define their own complications, and users can have them always on their wrist. And the second interesting thing is is the change in how those apps work. So I don't want to get too technical into it, but this really weird thing about how it used to work is that, you know, you have a watch app. You see the user interface on your wrist, but actually the app itself, the, the code, is executed on your phone. So every time uh, you tap on something, your watch has to talk to your phone. The phone has to do whatever computations it has to do, and then it has to talk back to, the, uh, to your wrist to update the user inter interface, and it is really slow. It's, you know, it's still nice that they had this from day one because it's still useful for apps like ours to exist on the wrist. But but now in WatchOS two, in in just what three or four months, uh, we'll have there will be this change that all of the app will actually run on your wrist. So it will be much much faster. You'll have more capabilities. So for example, access to the Taptic engine, and um, and what else? Um, oh, and those apps will continue to work even if your phone is not in range of the Apple Watch. Okay, um, the next interesting thing was iOS 9. And I think one of the most interesting things were the changes on the iPad. And since you are interested in 
like doing a bunch of work on your iPads. I mean, you wrote the book that is actually called iPad Only. Um, why don't you tell us about it? So the, for me, I mean, from the productivity perspective, I'm a productivity guy. So for me, productivity perspective was that on the iPad, which I really like, what I really always loved about the iPad was the fact that there is one app at a time, just like on the iPhone. You have just one app open. What it does, it helps you focus on stuff. So when you really want to focus on writing, you have this. There are so many beautiful writing apps that you can use. And 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 for example, the iPad. I really like using writing on the iPad. You know, uh, vertically uh, placed with an external keyboard, and it's just it's just perfect writing environment. So I really like it. So anyway, the iPad ha uh, forces you to focus on the task at hand, on the app at hand, which I really like. But sometimes there are situations where you might be tempted to use two apps at a, you know in the same at the same moment at the same time, and um, you know a, there was no way to do it on the iPad before. And um, on one hand, you know from the productivity perspective maybe it's 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 wrong, but sometimes you really need to have some information on the side to be able to perform a task, and this is what happens right now in iOS nine. Because we're going to have like slide over or slip view apps, which so you can have an app which just takes you know one fourth of the screen, or you can you know even divide the screen in 50-50, two apps, and just you know you to use two apps at a time, and you can exchange for example just one app and leave the other one running. Or I was just putting my iPhone on the side, so I was using my iPhone as my second computer, actually. So I had two computers always with me, you know the iPad and the iPhone. And now on the iPad, I could use you know the split screen uh, to actually um, to actually uh, perform the task. So for me, I mean, one, this is one of the big changes. It doesn't come to the iPhone 6 Plus, which I don't know if it if, if it makes sense because the screen is still too small for the iPhone 6 Plus. I wouldn't do yeah. that there, but the but on the but it comes to the iPad, and um, I think I think it's a big performance you know problem because they are only allowing you know the, the full capability is only on the iPad Air 2, so on the newest iPad. And um, the, uh, on the iPad Air, there, there is, you know, there are some limits. But so, but anyway, yeah. So, yeah. so there's this thing that is called slide over, which is like your app that you're using is always on full screen, but you can you can uh, temporarily like show an app like on the side, but it's only an overlay. It's only for a moment, and when you get back to your main app, it disappears. And there's this thing called split view, I think, or app pinning, something like that where you actually have two apps at the same time on the screen and it only works on the newest and most powerful iPad. All right. All right. So that, that's the thing. So that, that's, the, that's the difference. And there's the picture in picture, which I, which I really like, because very often I want to you know, put a TED talk or, or, or any kind of video and still be working on what I'm working, you know? And again, I was doing it on the other device, on, on the iPhone. <laughs> But now I can actually use it, you know, there, actually there on the, on, the, on the same device, on the same iPad. And because, you know, I'm the iPad only guy and this is my main computer, I'm actually upgrading my iPads every year. So I have the newest iPad Air 2 and, and I probably will be buying a newest iPad Air 3 or whatever they show up in, in um, the show in uh, autumn, in the fall. Uh, but yeah, but I think this is the major, from the iPad perspective, this is the major thing. But there, there are more things that are coming now as 9. Right, right. Uh, but but as for those things, I, I think I think it's really interesting. So first of all, first of all, even the slide over thing, I think it's useful not just pro for productivity, but it just makes 
the use of an iPad as a as a computer, just just general purpose, just browsing the web, it's still useful. So one of the use cases that I see for myself is when you know I, I generally you know I'm not unlike you, I'm not trying to do my actual work on the iPad, but I often use my iPad like in the evening, just browsing the web or watching YouTube or whatever. And often I'm also like chatting with someone. So I'll be using iMessage or Facebook Messenger or something like that. And it's super annoying where you when you have to switch between those two apps. And I think it's super cool that now I can just have it on the side. And I'm not exactly sure, but I think it also can, you can also do it from a notification. So like when you get a notification, you can kind of expand it to a slide over or a split view app without changing the app. So that is pretty cool. And from the productivity perspective, it's also really interesting because so far there's been this dichotomy, right? Like when you want a quote unquote real computer with a lot of power and and kind of usefulness and a few things at the same time, you would need a Mac, right? You would need a Mac to have a few windows um, like next to each other. And on the other hand, on iOS, it was super easy, which was nice, but also sometimes in some kinds of work kind of annoying when you would have to switch between apps. So it's really cool that those two platforms are now kind of a little bit closer together, that you can do more things and and do it more easily on an iPad. The iPad is now more powerful, but, you know it doesn't take away from its simplicity. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So um, the, 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 this use case that you mentioned, I mean, to have, you know, to be able to check the message while still, you know, watching something or, I mean, these kind of things are really, really useful. And I was really missing them. I was, uh, and, and, and they were like always the, the, the core arguments why iPads, you know, doesn't work for the real work, you know, these kind of things. And, and the split view apps, I mean, to have split view, I mean, for me, actually, this is really cool, especially when I'm reviewing blog posts or writing, you know, I can really open two writing apps, different writing apps with the same file, for example, or with different files, for example, when we translate something. So to be able to really compare two texts together, you know, and, and um, normally it was, it was really hard to do it. And uh, I, in my, in my work, we do compare lots of texts together because we, we, we translate most to several languages, yeah. we, we publish lots of things. I want, I want to review, for example, the changes that my assistant made to my blog post or something. So, so with that, you know, I could, and, and, and the screen is wide enough to actually have two, you know, columns of text next to each other. So it was a waste that we couldn't do it. So uh, right now it's, I mean, for me, this is a very, very cool use case to be able to check the texts, you know, side by side. Um, we actually wrote a, I actually wrote a, a small app uh, called Dual Editor for that. We, we never published it on the App Store, although, no. you know, we could, but you know, it, the application was really, you know, rubbish. It was just, just, just basically, it was like, like two columns of text, they could paste the text and just compare the text. And it was just a, a small proof of concept, but I just needed it so much and so badly on the iPad that I just built it, you know, with my with my team very quickly because I just I just I just wanted um, to have this uh, opportunity. I mean, this possibility. And now you're uh, with... wait wait wait. You're you're too humble. You're saying with your team. I mean, uh, I know that Radek, uh, the other Radek, not me, helped you with, with with the interface, but you basically made it yourself. I mean, you <laughs> you are not. I mean, you're not. 
um, really like considering yourself a programmer. You don't really write code, but you can a little bit. <laughs> so you actually wrote it for yourself. You solved your own problem, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I wrote the first version of Nosby, so I think it counts. That's also true. That's also yeah. true. So I wrote the first version of Nosby because I when I launched Nosby in 2007, I was a one-man shop. Uh, but um, but but you know, with time, I, I hired better programmers than me. So right now, I'm not really coding that much. But yeah, yeah I like to deep some. I mean, you know, dig a little bit deeper into code sometimes. And and there was the moment actually when I wanted to solve my problem. So I just really glued a few you know scripts together yeah. and and managed to to you know to pull up a, a small app for myself. Yeah, another I think useful use case for Slideover I think uh, is is Nosby like when you are doing a bunch of tasks like a bunch of things on your iPad it might be useful to just you know take a peek at your at your list of priority tasks and I think oh, yes. it's really cool like you can switch between apps but you can easily like slide over from the right the list of your tasks and you don't have to switch between apps actually it's just like temporary and much faster. So that, oh, yes. that's very cool. This is, this is really cool. Yeah, this is really cool. To have the task you know, manager, uh, you know, anyone, any task manager, I mean, but Nosby, of course, is of our choice. But of you know, to have the task manager uh, uh, you know, at hand, always you know, pull it up, mark task and done, keep going. You know? So this, 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 also, this is also a very nice productivity paradigm as well, that you, know, you, 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 don't keep, you don't change the environment. You keep doing what you're doing, which is just pull it up, Market is done, and just you keep going. You keep going. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. Good, 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 good use case. Uh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, well, there are other things in iOS nine, which and one of the things I really uh, liked was the Notes app, actually, because oh. um, the Notes app is really getting you know more serious. You know, they are they're adding like, some rich rich information, even checklist. You can put a checklist in the notes app. Uh, you can put uh, links and, and 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 images. So actually, I think, you know, because notes app was always like this kind of quirky, strange note taking thingy, and now notes app can really become a powerful note taking you know um, app. Of course, I prefer Evernote still, but but if somebody doesn't you know doesn't doesn't use Evernote, I mean, I think notes app is a, is a really cool uh, cool place to start actually taking serious notes it's it's totally entrenching on evernote's um you know area uh, oh yes i mean i i never really got into using never evernote so i don't um but i never liked notes either and i was actually like thinking of, of more seriously like researching like kind of my own system for note taking and i think it might be actually really cool with with the new notes app on ios 9 and on on OS 10, uh, because I mean, one of the most annoying things was not the lack of certain features like, you know, uh, checklists or, or drawing, but but the fact that the app was just very, um, what's the word? Um, okay. it, it was unreliable. Okay, <laughs> so it had a lot of problems with syncing, um, and I'm not exactly sure, but I think I saw that they're converting it. The notes app to their their new CloudKit architecture. So hopefully it will just work. I think I think it will. I think I think that's what they what they did. And so they also did uh, redesign it. 
So it looks, you know, it looks nicer and not that, you know, quirky and, you know, strange. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. So, um, so in this sense, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really happy about their progress. You know, on one hand, they are, you know, they're stealing people away from Evernote. On the other hand, they are validating their market, you know, the market That's true. for a good professional note-taking app. It's like when they introduced reminders. Reminders is a good start for a to-do list, you know, and for us, for us, it must be anyone who starts considering using an electronic to-do list instead of pen and paper is already a potential customer, you know? So, so for it's, for it's also a validation of a market that exists, you know? So let's see, let's see how it develops. But as you said, you know, if you don't need the advanced features of Evernote, maybe Notes app would be actually your note-taking, you know, uh, thing. And yeah. I have the, the early build of iOS 9 on my iPod Touch, and you can actually even create folders for Notes. So wow. actually there is... There is, you know, there are lots of things that, that can be done there. So I'm really, I'm really happy for the progress there in, 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 in uh, iOS 9. Yeah, that, that's actually really interesting, uh, you know, thing with uh, companies like Apple making, like improving their built-in apps. Because like there is this interesting conflict that we are third-party developers. We make our own software on platforms like Apple's platform. And... <clears throat> There sometimes is this kind of conflict where where a company like Apple decides to make a new app or or improve their existing apps, and it sometimes like um, um, kind of replicates features that are existing in third-party apps. And I'm saying it's an interesting conflict because, as you said, on one hand, you're kind of taking away from the utility of third-party apps. And obviously, as a as a third party developer, I, I want the um, the app store ecosystem to, to thrive. Um, but at the same time, often like there in in a lot of, in many kinds of apps, the biggest problem is actually non consumption. So it's not like people stop using Nosby because of reminders. It's not like people stop using Instapaper because of the reading list or. Um, you know, and, and, and or notes because of, or, or sorry, or that people stop using Evernote because of notes, and it might actually introduce some people to the idea of doing it at all. So that's interesting for us. Yeah, I think that what you're saying, the non-consumption is really, is really, is really key here. You know, just like we we are fighting with Nosby also. So first, we're fighting with people who are not using a digital to-do list. So this is one of the things. Second, we're fighting with people who are communicating through uh, email to to to, organize, to 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 get projects done. You know, and again, it's non-consumption of using a tool instead of you just using an email, you know, and then sending attachments and, you know, all these things, which is totally unproductive. But, you know, these are the things. And um, as you said, on one hand, we should be scared of Apple. I mean, I, I don't think we should be scared of Apple and we shouldn't be scared of Google, you know, of uh, when they, you know, because there, there's a saying, and when they, you know, do what you're doing, you're dead, you're doomed. No, you're not. I mean... Okay, if you want to be the number one and in the only app that, you know, then you might be doomed, like, you know, but if you are just a, a good third-party developer, a good third-party app that people love to use, you know, the only competition you have is yourself, you know? Yeah, good point. I, I mean, I, I think in some sense, it's the biggest players, not the smallest players that are most vulnerable. Because the, the smallest players like ourselves usually try to differentiate and, and, and do something that perhaps won't appeal to every single person, but will solve a kind of smaller niche very, very well. 
Whereas companies like Apple doing something like Notes or you know their own email client, their own calendar, etc., they're trying to satisfy like as many people as possible, which means that they have to cut to the basics, which is a good thing, but it also means that their built-in tools, because they want them to be simple for everyone, they often won't be um, full-featured enough to be useful for power users like ourselves. Exactly, exactly. And that's why getting back to the reminders example. Reminders is a perfect way of people to getting to, you know, getting to know a, you know, a digital you know, checklist, a digital to-do list. And, and, and then when they grow into this, they were like, yeah, but I need something more. You know, I need more features. I need more you know, information to my reminder. And it's just so basic. Maybe I'll just check something else. Or maybe they'll go to Nosby, maybe they'll, they'll go somewhere else. But it will be just like a, you know, a, a, perfect, a perfect first step towards this, right? Yeah. So, okay, uh, let's move on. I think another interesting thing, um, kind of disappointing, is the wallet app. So I think it's interesting because the wallet app, which is the, um, the successor to the Passbook app, which now also includes Apple Pay, which is why they changed the name. Uh, I think it's interesting because both of us really hate, uh, really hate actual physical wallets. And, and oh, the yes. wallet app tries to replace your wallet with just the virtual wallet on your iPhone. So, so, so basically, like the idea of, of wallet is that you can have your boarding passes, your, your, your credit or, or debit cards, your loyalty, like, uh, loyalty cards in like stores uh, and, you know, and, and on and on and on. And which is cool because if it works, then you don't need to carry them with you. But it's disappointing because I really hope that they would expand Apple Pay to the whole of, of Europe. And they did it. They announced that they will bring Apple Pay to United Kingdom, but not to the rest of Europe, which is you know, and which sucks. It's yeah, it 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 really is disappointing because the thing is, for example, uh, we are both from Poland, and and Poland, you know, a country, uh, quite a big country in the Central or Eastern Europe, actually is pretty advanced in contactless payments. I mean, you know, They're I. They are everywhere, you know. So you have the PayPass, which is one of the standards, and you just, you know, I I never pull up my card. I just pull out my phone, which has a card attached to it on the back because I have this very nice cover there, and I just touch the terminal in the, you know, um, in the shop with my phone, and it just, you know, it's like Apple Pay for the poor. <laughs> so so it just works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, and just the papers thing is very good because up until you know, I think up 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 until twelve or fifteen bucks, it it, I, it doesn't even require my pin code, and later I just have to put a pin code. So the only thing I have to do extra is the pin code actually. So I have this Apple Pay almost thingy, and it's all it's and all the merchants. I mean, not all, but most of the merchants in Poland have already contactless payments. So I wonder if Apple is not rolling it out too slowly. You know, if I mean, I know they have to talk to every bank, they have to negotiate with every bank or whatever. I don't know. I don't know the things behind the negotiation of Apple Pay. But what's really annoying is that, you know, we are ready. You know, technologically, Poland, for example, is ready, you know, and and not being able to have it for the next, you know, for the next year or so, you know, and we have watches. We have, you know, the newest <laughs> iPhone 6 and 6 Pluses. So we should be able to do it. And, and you know... The, the new iPhone was, will come up this fall and I'm, I'm, I, have, I haven't still once used Apple Pay. 
Yeah, it's it's really frustrating because Apple Pay is actually another really cool use for the Apple Watch, right? And so so yeah. for, so for example, I you know I, I go running sometimes and and like right now I have the uh, the phone in my pocket because I listen to podcasts. Now I have uh, an Apple Watch on my wrist, but because I like to stop at the at the grocery store at the end to buy myself some water, also have to take some cash, which is really annoying. Like I don't want to take cash with me when I'm running, right? And 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 also like because I don't have a real pocket. Uh, I'm sorry, not, I don't have a real wallet. You know. I, I don't always have my debit card with me, and I, you know, but I always have my iPhone with me. So why can't I pay with my iPhone? And it's really frustrating because, as you said, the technology it seems is already there. I mean, Apple Pay is based on on top of the same NFC technology that contactless, uh, you know, credit and debit cards are are um, are based. So I'm not really exactly sure what is the reason why. There has to be so much like negotiations and and, and technical, you know, uh, like why there is so much work that Apple supposedly has to do to make it just work. Yeah, I mean, really, especially in Europe. I mean, especially I understand in the in the states, uh, people were really behind. I mean, people, no, the, the 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 merchants were really behind not having contactless payments, and they had to roll it out. They had to roll out the the the, the, you know, the terminals and all these things. In Europe, really, in Europe, most of the terminals are already contactless. So it's really just a question of rolling it out. And, and you know, I don't know. There must be some banking commission problem. You know, they, somebody, you know, doesn't want to let Apple have, a, have its cut or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening there, but, but it's frustrating because, you know, that's the thing. Uh, and, and bringing this up, that's the thing about entitled gadget guys like us. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. We, you know, we know that there is this technology over there and we already want to want to have it. You know, we are frustrated, you know, like one year ago, we wouldn't mind because we wouldn't know that it's, you know, this is possible. Now we know it's possible. We already, we already feel entitled. We want to have it. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this thing, this, this, this debit card thing is like eight centimeters by, I don't know, six centimeters. And it's like one millimeter thick and we're still complaining. Exactly, exactly. So that's the thing, you know, I mean, you have to just, you know, uh, excuse us for that. But this is the thing. We love gadgets. We love the newest stuff. So if there is something that somebody is limiting us and we know that some other person somewhere there, like, for example, in the States, they can pay with the Apple Watch. Why can't I pay with my Apple Watch? I have it on my wrist. Come on. So these are the things, you know. Yeah. What can we do? There's, I mean, we will be complaining about this stuff. We will be saying it's frustrating because because. Right. To us, it is, you know, you know, to the rest of the world, I don't know, but to us, it is frustrating. I, I don't think most people care at all, but it's 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 just our, our kind of minimalism, I guess. I mean, um, just, just just let me paint you a a, a picture. Uh, you know, Michael mentioned his his iPhone, and but uh, you know, this is how it looks. Like he has a case on his iPhone, and the case, like Michael made a few cuts on the case so he can like literally fit a bunch of cards like credit cards and ID and, and, and some cash inside the iPhone case just because he doesn't want to have a wallet. Is that right? That's correct. I will link, I put the link in the show notes to, to the photo of my, <laughs> of my uh, iPhone 6 Plus wallet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> why? 
And and I'm I'm not much better. I mean, I haven't cut my beautiful leather Apple case, but my wallet is essentially my ID, my debit card, and a rubber band, which which brings those two cards together. And sometimes, just sometimes, I will put like a single bill between those two cards, and this is my wallet. I just I dislike wallets this much, and and also. Uh, you know, below my iPhone case, uh, just kind of, let's just say, in case of emergency, I have, uh, you know, um, an equivalent of, of, a, of a $20 bill, you know, between my iPhone and its case. So I don't have a real wallet either. And it would be cool if I didn't have to. Yeah, so um, let's just, let's cut it here right now. I think that the, our first episode, uh, uh, people have learned so much about us already and what yeah. we stand for and what we get frustrated with and what we like to use. So um, if you have any questions, you know, let us know. Uh, we will post uh, all the links in the in the show notes of this episode because we got so much stuff prepared for the second episode about Apple links that are coming up. So, uh, you know, um, you know, you can follow us on, on, on Twitter. You can also the links there. Uh, I'm M. Slavinsky on Twitter. Uh, Radek, you are? Um, Radexp, that's R-A-D-E-X-P at Twitter, on Twitter. Exactly. So, um, so these are uh, our handles and, you know, all the contact information is in the show notes of this episode. And, you know, stay tuned for the next one. If you like, um, if you like uh, the way we chat, uh, let us know and uh, put up, uh, don't worry, you know, put comments on iTunes. <laughs> uh, we will try to, uh, try to uh, reply to as many as we can. I mean, we cannot do it through iTunes, but we'll try to, no, to, to also... So. Uh, contact you uh, we'll also put the email there so you could email us uh, actually it's uh, basically you know um, uh, michael at nosby.com and you are the same erratic xp at nosby.com as, as far as i remember so yeah, you so can email that. us directly as well um as we said first we uh, we rep reply to comments on in nosby to our team but then we go to email as well so we do check in <laughs> as well sometimes Sometimes, yes. So uh, thanks for, uh, for listening to us and uh, stay tuned for the next one. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Michael. Bye.